babe. Hello all and welcome to the Affluent Marriage Podcast. You're listening to one financial coach and one educator talk about living a rich and full marriage through generational wealth building principles, authentic two-way communication, and everything in between to become a couple that lives in love and walks in wealth. Your legacy begins here. I feel like I should change my name from financial coach to like profit coach, money coach, something financial. This is a a self moment where I need to reflect on that. I've just heard lately a lot of people that I've networked with who are like, I'm a financial coach. And I was like, yeah, I don't do the same things that you do, but we are both very important, but we operate on very separate. So you're trying to like DTR determine the relationship. Like you're trying to determine the job title. Yeah. Yeah. Because what I do is very unique. I am finding, I used to think that everyone did something that I did that what I was asking or what I wanted to do was very common. Um, it's not well the financial field is so broad like there's just so many different needs there's bookkeepers and accountants and coaches and budgets i mean there's just there's so much out there Mm -hmm. and what i do is so unique i am finding that i have to have a niche name anyway well hey 33 episodes ago i wrote this (laughs) intro and i'm more than willing to change it i'm still an educator yeah. And that'll change one day. Yeah. But you I mean, can we're certainly evolving. change your job description. I think that's the beautiful thing about this, right? Because honestly, like even you who are listening to this, you are evolving, you're changing, your passions are changing, your dreams, your goals are changing. And we need to be examples of that. Sometimes we can evolve too. And I'm still doing the same thing. It's just that I want my name to be more, or my title to be more specific to the transformation that I have sometimes when I watch other podcasts on like YouTube they're drinking like wine you know from like a wine glass I want to drink my seltzer from a wine glass just so I can feel really do that just so that you feel fancy just so I feel fancy I'm just having a fancy moment I'm over here drinking my seltzer and I'm like you know what I'm drinking from a can I'm better than this that's right what do you call a wine glass? Is it got a like a, goblet? a flute? What do they call no, a goblet? That's a champagne flute. Champagne flute. He doesn't drink if you can't tell. Um I drink seltzer (laughs) um but like if you have a wine you have like you have a goblet but there's different names for them like Mm. you know it could be a stemless wine glass people are laughing at me right now but honestly i don't really i don't don't really know i just say i want a wine glass right or a champagne flute i at least know the difference between those two but anything else see i don't think i could do the champagne flute with a seltzer because i like to drink no you you would that would no, I like the idea of a goblet. Work. That sounds a goblet. Yeah, that sounds the like Renaissance. thick. Yes, love that. That's what but I want. I'm really. I don't really know all the glasses, though. I will say that we've got some big news. Oh my gosh, guys! So much has happened. I feel like every time we jump on this weeks. podcast, we're like big news in the grand fam. See, but this is why this is the perfect time to do this podcast because we continually say. I feel like our motto for 2023 has been: This is our year. This is our year. This is the year. That has been a com- culmination, combination or whatever of efforts that have been done over the past years that are finally coming to fruition this year. This is our year. And I just think what a better time to talk about some of these things. So, yes, you might be looking or hearing us and mean like, God, Lee, every single time there's something that they've achieved or won or done something or earned something or whatever. Please know this is from years and years of work. And this is why this podcast is so valuable because yes, you're hearing the, the, you know, the high points, but you're, you're also hearing the stories of what we had to go through to get to this high point. And you're also hearing in real time when things don't go the way we wanted them to go. Right. I think it's important not just to hear someone talk about it, but to be about it, right? It's easy to listen to any podcast or anyone talk about finances and say, this is what you should be doing. Do X, Y, and Z, and you will experience A, B, C. Right. But when you actually see people who are living it and walking through it and you're seeing the results, it's like, man, I want that too for myself. Right. I was actually, someone made a post about this recently and I was listening to it and I was like, wow, this is so important that they would prefer to have a person who has experienced and is actually a student of their craft as opposed to an expert in their craft, right? So think of the difference between a person who's like, 
I know it all. I went to school for it. So obviously I'm good at it. I know what I have to do, but they're not actually living it out in their own personal life. They don't have the experiences versus a person who's consistently, who's gone through, who has the experience behind it, who has continuing to read books, passionate about it. That person is going to have passion behind their craft as opposed to someone who maybe yeah, I went to school and I know about it and I have the books knowledge for it or I have the head knowledge for it, but they haven't actually put it to practice for themselves. I get that, but I want both. I want the person uh, yeah. that's going to tell me how to fix my toilet and has all the knowledge. And then I want that person who's like right there in my corner and they're like, let's figure this out together. So we're both passionate about doing it. Like, I feel yeah. like you need both. You do. I am 100%. Like it goes back to some of our other, you know, episodes where we talk about the type of people you have and your team. But I guess they were talking mainly about person that you want to coach you is you want a person who's lived it so that when they're giving you perspective it's not coming from well this book says that you should it's like no no no. i've lived this and this is what is going to help you get through like that's what pushes them through so this year we've bumped our daughter up from part-time to full-time daycare because your business was growing and needed more time for your clients yes this year we completely renovated our master bathroom we gutted Mm -hmm. it that was in may from the top to the bottom and we you know refinished it and we've done a ton of refurbishments to the house. Yep. Every single wall and trim has been touched to prepare it for becoming a rental. Thanks to Dan. You're welcome. And also thanks to Dan, what did we just accomplish? I used your money. <laughs> Our money. I'm an educator. I make money too, but I, it was do. a joke. I was jesting. Which? What did we just do we on did, Sunday? We did a lot of That's things. That's true, actually, this past weekend. I was going to say this past weekend was pretty full of like... Okay, why don't you talk about what you your dream was for this past weekend and I'll talk about both of them were my dreams but I you were really excited about that part so I'll let you share that part um something that I wanted to do I had a, a goal list on my quarter one quarter two goals that I had one of them was to take my husband to a a fancy like overnight trip to DC um, and to go to a fancy restaurant called Del Frisco's. I'd gone with my girlfriends for a fancy, you know, gathering one night. And I was like, oh, this is. I'm totally cool cool with you going to fancy trips with your girls as long as you know I get taken, you know, because you're not and not every trip's going to be a hit. So I don't mind you like taking practice runs with your girls and, you know, experiencing the misses because I don't have to experience that and then when you find a hit like Del Frisco it's like all right I'm taking it was a hit man Del Frisco's was a hit it's a take it's a it's a steakhouse look it up if you want to know information about it um and any steakhouse where they bring your plate out at like 350 degrees and they're like don't touch this it'll like just burn you yeah like that I, I want that yeah also anyone where everything's a la carte you know you about to get some food (laughs) you know what i mean um so yeah so we went got a hotel like in inner dc uh like in the city center literally my sister was like how close were you to the white house i was like it was literally two streets over (laughs) um and we walked over to this really nice area and got to be wined and dined and we like had i had a really nice martini that i had been like dreaming about since the last time i had it we had some amazing food like three course meal added on extras anything we wanted we got it two appetizer uh, we had three yeah. appetizers four entrees and it two was, desserts and two sides it was indulgent bunch of okay. coffee you had your bunch martini, of coffee some water i mean it was we went out for incredible. listening to some music he watched his game that's, that's true we did. went to howl at the moon the mm-hmm. dueling piano bar and you listen to music i, I watched basketball it was a wonderful night it was our anniversary and it was also just a combination of like, what have we accomplished? And let's just toast to how awesome this first part of the year has been. Um, and so that is what we did. We celebrated. And that was kind of how that we, was Friday night. That into was Saturday. Friday night into Saturday night. And, and it then was Saturday, you know, for the past, really for Go the ahead. past year, I've been researching. But in this past week, I've been negotiating with a ton of different car dealerships. And we went out and we bought ourselves a minivan. We got a minivan. We did it, guys. y'all. We did 2021 it. 2021 Chrysler Pacifica. We, did we got it. it. We don't have a name for her yet. Um, we're working on that. We're working on it. But 
guys, this has been a dream that we've had for literally the past year and some change. We thought last year, you've heard plenty of times how last year was for us. Um, it was a, a, a year of learning. Whatever could go wrong, did it go did wrong. It did go wrong. And it was a year of learning. And we had to delay gratification. We wanted to have a vehicle last year and it did not happen. Um, and so we had to wait. And this year was the year. Like... 2023 is our 2023 year. 2023 has been our year and we have just been, everything's just been in alignment uh, for business and it, it's, it's worked out beautifully and yeah, like it's been really great. So we have this new spaceship. It's, <laughs> it's huge. huge. And I, we've never had a minivan. We've, we've just never. had like small cars. Even our Rogue, our Nissan Rogue is like a small SUV, right? But yeah, I remember when I got it, I thought, oh my gosh, this thing is really big. And I, I am still getting my, my sea it. legs with this new spaceship. Literally, it's a spaceship. It like talks to you and it like knows how I like to sit in the car. So as soon as I get in, it like, hello, mom. And it like encapsulates me and it tells me it's just talks and dings all the time so i'm getting used to all of its the, its bells and whistles so to speak literally that dings was it's just so much but i love it it's a really really awesome vehicle um and i'm just really excited i'm so proud of you thank you i am so proud thank of you. you we walked away from their first pitch oh my gosh guys we're gonna do a master class or something about we'll, this we'll talk about particular how to negotiate sure. situation we're definitely gonna do a Graham fam episode on car buying because when i tell you this dude knocked it out of the park i i was just like it's just floored 12 months of in-depth hardcore studying and research watching people's podcasts yeah. and just studying as much as I could about the process and you know Lord. how to go Lord. in there and, and be confident and be prepared for everything that's thrown your way. I don't think I've ever, and you said this too, in our marriage, it's normally been like me's been spearheading like the dream, like let's do this. And he's like, all right, let's go. And he like goes with me, but I'm the one who's like, and then we're going to do this and then we're going to do this and then we're going to do this. This time I totally took a back seat and I, I just kind of was like, I'm letting you take the reins on this one. And it, it was so cool to just watch him in his element and to just be like, you do you, boo. Like, I just kind of followed his lead and it was really I did really have to cool. squeeze your leg one you time. You really did. You did. There was <laughs> one time that Kim made a comment and I was like, babe, no. No, shut and I, up. I squeezed her leg and gave her that look <laughs> and then she stopped talking. So you did. But for the most part, we practiced. We did some like mock conversations beforehand in the car. You know, it's like you did well. I d it was you did well it was a really really awesome experience and i think that we just got the deal of a lifetime with this car the fact that we it was a deal for us it was a deal of a lifetime for us i feel like we oh, really was, won we'll talk about it more later but it we was under out. the average selling price for that yeah. vehicle and it was a fair market value yes for sure like, you hear him like you hear how like he's so smart guys i mean <laughs> hey <laughs> he's so smart <laughs> You, so yeah, we're definitely going to do a video or some type of masterclass on that because it was so, it was really, really cool. And I feel so much more, I know exactly what to tell clients that they're like, oh, I want to get a vehicle. I'm like, mm, I know exactly what to tell you as a right. resource. For me, it's just exciting that we started this year out saying these are our major goals for the year. Yeah. And look at us. Yeah. Hey, hey, look at us. <laughs> look Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not, Not me. me. <laughs> We're here, guys. We've renovated a bathroom. We've we've purchased this minivan. We've got a few more yeah. boxes, major boxes that we want to check off. We yeah. Wanna, what else is next for those what? people who are listening? Oh, yeah. You were what? just about to what? go through it. What? 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 What's next? We are... I would say that next up, we are putting this property on Furnish Finder. Uh -huh. We're finding a renter and we are moving out of this place yep. and finding a space of our own. That... And then come the end of this year, December. Well, really yeah, October. Yeah. You well, sprung this on us recently. True, but but that's really on me. That's a business thing. That's not really going a, to Cancun. We're going to Cancun for a business networking trip. And then I'm not going to say the say other one out because loud. our children but we're going on a are, boat in are listening. Yes, we're right. doing something very special. But I will say, like the the beautiful thing about the rest of this, and we've talked about this in ad nauseum, but I want to tell the the listeners is that. The bathroom had a timeline um, thing to it because we couldn't get to putting the uh, putting the house on the market or putting the house in the rental or furnished finder until we got the bathroom done. We couldn't get to the car until we had a very, 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 very healthy down payment. So there was a lot of like cash, like 
hoarding that we were doing, so to speak. Um, and there was a timeline where we were like, hopefully we'll have it by this time. Okay, about this time. Okay, around this time. And we like kept pushing this like timeline of when we wanted to get it done. And, you know, now that we're here, it's really just there's no timeline at this juncture. Um, it's whenever we feel like doing it, whenever the time hits, whenever we're like, this is a good time frame, we can do it, right? And that kind of feels good to know that you have time in your court, that you're like nothing else. Even honestly, though, there was there's no time frame even with the van. Like that was our own and self-inflicted time frame. We could have gotten that at the end of this year, but we really wanted it. Before our trip. Before our South trip. Carolina. And also, yeah, you know, anyway, all that to say, like, we really wanted to be able to have the vehicle. And so that was a, important to us. It was a, it was a top time frame thing for us. And so, yeah, it, all that to say, like, I feel like there's no more timelines. It's whenever we feel like we want to do it. So I feel like we can kind of, I don't want to say coast, but we can enjoy ourselves in the moment. And as we get to where we want to go, we can, we can move the needle in renting the space out and getting the next space to live in. And I'm just, Guys, this year is our year. And I think that's why the podcast is so exciting because we just, this is so exciting for us this year. This is a culmination of all of our hard work and we're just seeing it out and living in it. And we know that the wisdom that we're giving you, mm -hmm. this can be your reality too. Mm -hmm. If you apply these principles that we talk about, the communication in your marriage, the oh, principles in wealth building, goodness. if you do the things that we talk about, we're lit we've done this. We're doing this now. We're walking in through real it, time, guys. Right. This is not just us shooting hypotheticals at you. Like we're actually doing this. Yeah. And these are the results. And they can be your results too mm -hmm. if you listen and apply. Mm -hmm. That's it. That, that leads perfectly into our like topic for today. So we're going to jump into this episode now. Yeah. I mean, did you have anything else you wanted to share? I'm just excited. I'm about excited everything. too. I'm excited as well. And I'm just. I'm super like, guys, you're just going to hear a lot more of just like, man, because we're heading into the summer. Our daughter just graduated kindergarten, which yes, did I cry? Absolutely. Um, and so our schedule is going to look different. And I'm excited because tomorrow you just got out of school today. So tomorrow is our first business meeting where we are going to come up with different master classes and things we want to do to build the affluent marriage brand and interviews, interviews. Everything. And oh, my God gosh like so the grind just keeps going the grind just so you keeps talk going about but it's in terms passion of like yes but yes the business this is the passion that it's we get to, to grow. both of us get to kind of go full force into i'm really excited it. about it so our last freebie episode we talked about stagnation mm -hmm. and we talked about how to avoid financial stagnation in your life right there's those moments like we have an opportunity now to experience stagnation because mm. we've kind of had like a mountaintop moment where like yep. wow may we we've renovated a bathroom june we bought a minivan well now we can kind of coast right this yeah, is where stagnation can set in yep but we got to buckle down and keep grinding yep. and and not give in and i love that we're looking for new things to focus on and, and, and work towards for the business because that's going to keep us with Focused. our eyes on the prize, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that was our last freebie episode. Graham Fam, last time we spoke, we talked about some of the best budgeting apps that are out there. We looked at NerdWallet, looked at their top eight or nine budgeting apps and brought that to you and talked about some of the pros and cons of budgeting apps. And we also talked about different means mm -hmm. of budgeting, like Excel spreadsheets and mm -hmm. paper pencil and we talked about our journey cash and like envelope system. Right. We talked about our journey and like which might be better depending on like what your goals are and stuff like that because it's such a unique like it's such a unique thing. Um, an app isn't going to be the thing that solves all your problems. You need to also think about how do you learn? How do you manage your money? How do you want to manage your money? What do you envision? Um, and so we talk all about that in GramFam. And if you don't know what GramFam is, that is our paid community. So it is a subscription base and it does have access to all of our exclusive episodes. So you'll notice that if you look, if you're looking at Spotify or anything, that you're only seeing odd numbers. <laughs> so um, the even numbers are actually our exclusive deep dives. So if you want to have access to those and be able to ask us questions and do all of that jazz, you want to make sure that you get a part of our access or, or those, that community, our Graham fam community. All right. So today we are going to be talking about third degree stub burn. 
Yeah, I heard what you said initially when you said that. Sunburn. You really tried to make it happen. Stub burn. It might have hit somebody the right way. I hope somebody chuckled at that. (laughs) Are you experiencing third degree stubborn? Stubborn, like, you know, stubborn. I I hear you. All right. (laughs) So we're going to break this down with a quote. All right. Okay. So this quote is from T. Harv Eker. Mm, we love ourselves. Who we Becker. love. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm actually, we're both reading. You're reading Invested and I'm reading. Still, y'all, I'm slow. You're a slow reader, but you. I am a slow reader. You know what I mean? Like you really take it in. I you do. Know, it's just like you eat. Like you eat so slow, but you take nourish it in every bite. Also means Whereas I haven't cracked I, open the book in a couple of weeks, but that's cool. I like just <laughs> feast, do. right? I'm already 50 pages it. in. Yep. And I just got it like two days ago. Yes. But I'm, I'm oh, learned so much that I, I'll share it on Instagram. So here's a quote from T.R. Becker. All right, you can be right mm. or you can be rich, but you can't be both. Ooh. You can be right mm. or you can be rich, mm. but you can't be both. You can't be both. Right in this, in the context of this quote, right means your old ways of thinking, mm-hmm. right? Everyone thinks they're right. I'm not gonna jump into politics or whatever, but if you voted for person A or you voted for person B, you voted for that person because you, you right. truly mm-hmm. believed that you were right. And there's nothing wrong with you thinking that you're right. Mm-mm. Right? Right? Correct. But the issue with that is stubbornness. Mm-hmm. If you're so stubborn that you think you're right and, there's, and you don't even think there's a chance mm-hmm. that you could be wrong, then you're never going to be rich. You know what? That's so true. And that's so, I mean, I feel like a lot of people can put that same way you just talked about politics without talking about politics. Um, you could probably put that in a lot of different variations of, of life, you know, different facets of life. Um, because yeah, you can be so stubborn in your own way and unwilling, unwavering to even be open-minded to another perspective that you can be, you can shut people out or you can stay stagnant as we've been talking. You can stay in one spot. Um, and it's important to understand that there is no, in in terms of certain things, there are no absolutes that it's okay to be like, you know what? I see your point here, but here's why I think this. And just being okay with, with grappling through some of those lines, like it's okay in certain facets. Obviously there are other facets where no, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? There are certain things that are black and white, but I do agree in the realm of finances there are so many different ways to get to your desired goal. And it's important to constantly be in conversation in around people who are talking about their different ways of getting to where they desire to be. And it's okay if another person doesn't really vibe with your or you don't vibe with their way of getting to their desired goal. It doesn't have to be yours, but it's important to go, you know what, if you are getting to that desired goal and you feel like you are accomplished there, right on, good for you. That's amazing. You are no less of a person than I am or you are no less um, you know, wise than I am just because you chose a different way. So I think that's, I, I love that quote. Yes. Because that's really what it's about, being flexible in your for thinking. For sure. So today we're talking about stubbornness, mm-hmm. specifically in finances, right? When it comes to managing finances as a couple, it can be challenging when there's a difference in willingness to budget. Helping a financially stubborn person can be challenging mm-hmm. as there's resistance to change or financial advice that may stem from deeply ingrained beliefs and or behaviors. Mm -hmm. So today we're gonna talk about some suggestions, right? We're not telling you everything that we say today is gonna be a cure-all. We're not saying it's gonna fix everything. it's not. But these are some suggestions that you can try to help you navigate the situation when you've got a partner who's just a tad bit stubborn Mm -hmm. when it comes to finances. They feel like they know some things they don't want to use other people's point of views or maybe they don't know anything and they don't want to know. But for whatever reason it is, there's a bit of stubbornness, a little bit of third degree stubborn. I'm going to keep saying it the you entire time. You are going to try and make me like laugh about it. I, I mean, I did just get a little get a giggle out of you. I'm so. giggling at you. Uh, okay. Well, I'll take that too. <laughs> All right. So one of our first suggestions is communication. Oh my goodness. Well, you already knew openly. that was going to be the first thing that we say because that's literally the whole 
purpose and goal and and part of our to me it can never you gotta talk (laughs) it can never be stated enough right with anything that we bring before you with any topic that we talk about when it comes to marriage we say it all the time one of the main pillars in your marriage is communication right it's one of the main reasons why people break up why they experience divorce finances marriage cheating right these are main reasons main pillars why people split yep so of course with any type of conflict that we're going to talk about communication is going to be there yep and i don't care how many times we have to tell you we're going to say it over and over and over and over and over again because at some point it's going to stick yep and you have to understand and i'm going to reiterate this too because i think this is just as important you marry this person they are your best friend by definition when you got up on the altar and you said for six you know like i choose you for better for pikachu. worse for i choose you pikachu for better for worse in sickness and in health and you know rich and poor whatever you made a promise to this person and not only that you had time before you got to that altar to get to know this person you said yes to this person you've committed to this person this is by definition the person you're choosing to spend the rest of your life with, they are your best friend. Do you not want to live your best life together? That means that you need to be working and communicating together. It is worth the effort to understand how to communicate with your partner. And it's worth the fight. So you need to initiate an open and honest communication conversation with your spouse about the concerns and the importance of budgeting. Mm-hmm. for your financial well-being. You need to express your desire to work together as a team to achieve your financial goals. You have to communicate, right? If you got one spouse that's like, you know what, babe, I got this. I've been doing it for however many years. Like, just leave it to me. All right, I've not seen us wrong yet. Mm-hmm. For that conversation, you need to be open and honest for your financial well-being about your concerns. Well, okay, you've not steered us wrong, but let's talk about our goals. Let's talk about what I would like to see for us, what you would like to see for us. Because although maybe we're not crashing and burning, maybe we're not excelling the way that I envision that we could excel. Right. You got to have that open and honest conversation with your spouse. Right. And I mean, I mean, there's so many things that you could say about this, right? There's many people that are going to get like, it's kind of like, you know, we're giving all these tips and they're going to, people are going to find excuses for every single one of these tips as to why it's not going to work for them. And I need you to practice having an open mind. I need you to check yourself right now. If you're already seeing like, well, that's not going to work. I've tried this. I've tried that. I've tried this. We're going to walk through a lot of different tips. And there's one tip in particular <laughs> that I want to really like impose. But if you don't share often what you need from the other person. It's not that you're coming in there and going, okay, new person in town, I'm telling you exactly what's going on with our money. That's not gonna fly well, especially if you're dealing with a spouse who has been managing the finances this whole time, right? But it is going to work if you say, hey, can I sit with you when you do the money? Like, I just wanna understand where it's coming from because I just need to understand. I wanna have clarity here. I feel super anxious. And remember how we talked about those I statements so that it doesn't go on to the other person that it's them that's making them feel this way, right? That it's, I feel anxious. I want to understand it more so that I can be of a better support to you and I can be a part of those dreams that we're creating together, right? Now it's not about that person and what they have or have not done. It's about what you desire. And so like, if you're able to do that, then it's not going to be better in one sitting, right? It's going to take you being persistent and creating that, that communication and that building that bridge to one another about a topic that maybe you haven't really talked about before. Hey, this is Kim Graham from the Affluent Marriage Podcast. We hope you're enjoying what you're listening to so far. But if you're thinking to yourself, man, I wish I knew more about what's going on in Kim and Dan's world. I want to ask some specific questions and be able to get extra resources. Well, you might want to think about joining the Graham fam. Now, I know I love exclusive content and I love having more of Kim in my life. And if that's something you're interested in, you can be a subscriber and you can get exclusive episodes that no one else is going to hear that's going to help you build generational wealth 
and have more authentic two-way communication. Links are down in the show description. You'll be able to click and see more information about GramFam, and we hope to see you behind the scenes. Have a great one, and let's get back to the show. We talked about this before in a previous podcast from season one. Sounds cool to say season one. (laughs) But we talked about there's a lot of reasons why people might not both be on the same page with their finances, how one partner might be in it and the other might be out, Mm -hmm. right? And it could be anything from a lack of knowledge or they want to keep things secret or, you know, maybe they've been doing it for a long time and they just want to keep doing it their own. There's a lot of reasons why people might have stubbornness or unwillingness to change because change is hard. Yeah. Right. Change is not easy. It's uncomfortable. Yep. But it's important to create a safe space. And we also talked about how to do that. So if you don't know how to create a safe space, please go back and listen to that podcast Mm -hmm. and find out exactly how to do that step by step. But the reason I say that is because when you create that safe space, it's supposed to be a space that's open mm-hmm. and honest and non-judgmental, mm-hmm. right? You have to approach your partner, approach your best friend with empathy and understanding. Mm-hmm. Because we talked about this and I feel like our society has failed in this. And, and, and I mean society, I mean the entire world. We don't know how to debate anymore. Mm-mm. We don't know how to present our argument respectfully. We don't know how to listen to someone else's point of view without bashing it. Right. Right. We've got all these social media warriors who go on and they see someone else's perspective and then they just bash people and tell them how they're wrong and they're stupid. And all they do is they just bring their hurt. They just hurt right. people, right? Hurt people, hurt people. So we've lost that. So I need you to be empathetic and understanding to your best friend. There is something deeply ingrained in their fibers, why they do the things they do from their childhood, from their Mm -hmm. past experiences, from whatever. It's just the way that they've done things. And that's just a part of who they are. So when you're approaching them and you're telling them, if you're trying to tell them straight up, I don't like your way, your way is dumb, or your way is wrong, Mm -hmm. you're telling them that a part of themselves is dumb, a part of themselves is wrong. You're hurting their very very being. Mm -hmm. So you need to approach them with empathy, approach them with understanding, try to see it from their perspective. That doesn't mean you have to agree with their perspective, but we've just lost touch with that as a society. So make sure you create that safe space, make sure you approach them with empathy, make sure you're being understanding. Okay, avoid being confrontational, don't be judgmental, all right, because that's just going to reinforce what their stubbornness. Yeah, exactly. Because that's really just going to reinforce your way the, is stupid. All right, bet your way is dumb, too. I'm going to keep we, doing what I do. Then we're at a standstill. So don't do that to yourself. Um, so I know that you have written down here because sometimes you go on to the next point. I'll just keep talking about it until you decide to go to the next point. <laughs> that's why we work so well together. <laughs> but I'm going to take over the next point. Um, but active listening is the next thing that you need to be thinking about when, when creating this open communication with your spouse um, and giving them a chance to really express how they feel about something and not just immediately being on the off the defense, but actually being a listening ear. Again, remembering that this is your best friend that is talking, that is completely bearing their soul. Think about their perspective as they're coming to you to bring this to you, that they probably weren't like thinking about this as a way to make you feel bad, right? Because who wants to fight? Like who really desires to fight? I, I don't think... I don't think many people want that type of like tension in the household, right? So if you are like, you're coming here with a perspective of, I want to do better in my connection with you and my collaborate in my, in my communication with you, then give them the opportunity to say what they need to say and active listen, which means giving them a chance to express their thoughts um, about their financial decisions and listen attentive attentively and validate their feelings. Whether you believe it's right or not is not the point right now. The point is you're building a level of trust with the other person so that they can tell you exactly how they're feeling and you're giving them a level of trust where you're able to say, I hear you, I see you, I understand you. It's not a time for me to say you're wrong. It's a time for me to just empathize with you and say, I see you and I understand you. And then try to meet them where they are to come to another, uh, to come to a space of resolve. 
what I find a lot of times with spouses is that if you have one spouse that's always been doing the finances and then the other spouse is coming in trying to understand how to manage with them, what the one spouse will do who's been doing it this whole time will be like, you're messing up my train. Like you're coming into my world that I've already curated that is perfectly like catered to me and you're messing it up and I don't want you here. It's kind of like when our girls are playing and Peyton comes in and no, just I've got a better example destroys for you. <laughs> All right. And I don't mean to derail whatever you just said, but perfect example of this, right? Two individuals coming together this past weekend for the first time in probably seven years, six years since we've had children, you and I were both available to go to the grocery store at the same time. And as we were putting... Oh my gosh, items, yes, that was a better idea. <laughs> I was like, what? I forgot this As we this were already. putting items into the cart or even onto the conveyor belt, yeah. we had very different philosophies and how items should go into the shopping it's cart. so true. And different philosophies on how they should go in what order onto the conveyor belt. Mm -hmm. And our ways, both would have accomplished the same goal. I was a little bit more, you know, He's passive aggressive. So it's so <laughs> and funny. how things went into the cart, which apparently reminded you of your father. Oh my gosh. But I was like, things oh just had to gosh. go a certain way. And I just, I couldn't, where you were placing things, in my opinion, were wrong. Did that make it actually wrong? I just believed that my, my ways of placing things in the like, shopping cart like, were superior. Right here was my thing. I was like, how many times have I gone grocery shopping? I feel like we share the grocery shopping pretty, pretty, oh, very well. Pretty, it's pretty, pretty well. Split. Like sometimes but we never go, go together. It. We never go together. But, it's it's one of the two is going and i've never come home with broken eggs i've never come home with like super super squished bread i've never come home and and things have been like completely like disheveled if it was i would have changed the way i did things but that's never been the case so when i'm putting stuff on the conveyor belt and he's like Kim, that's not how you do it. Like you need to put the eggs here because then, and I was like, I have never and that's fair. had this situation that's fair. If, that you are so fearful of. If anyone has shopped at Aldi, you know how they roll. I know how when they it roll. it goes from conveyor but belt to cart, know. it's not gently placed. It's chucked in there. And I'm, hey, that's fine with it. I shop at Aldi. We save a lot. Throw my food in that cart. I don't mind. But I just, I, I try to make sure the heavier items and the bulkier things go in the cart first so when they chuck that heavy stuff in there it's sitting at the bottom of the cart and uh -huh. the light stuff goes on top see and the thing is i understand your point of view as well like i understood exactly what he meant by that but in my experience i've never had an issue with it so it's right. never been something that i had to worry about so it was yes that is a better example it was like a clashing of two different worlds where we were normally on our own able to do it flawlessly in our own way never had an issue grocery shopping but together we had a different way of arriving at the same exact point and it was funny because this is an example of active listening hearing how he like his pre presenting his perspective as to why he wanted it done this way and i succumbed and said go for it because he was so like no no this is how we're doing it and i was like okay go for it but then with my body language, it was very clear that he was like, oh, you didn't like the way I, I, I did that. And I was like, bro, like this is too, this is, you're, you're being a little extra. Like this is not that necessary to do this. I've never had an issue like this. But next time. It's adorable that you used see. vocabulary like succumbed because homegirl straight up checked out. She's like, oh, bet. <laughs> you want to take over this? All right, fine. You do it. Because, well, don't call it succumb. <laughs> but it's true though. I, it's funny because this is exactly probably what people are doing with their finances. The other spouse will be like, I got this. I've been doing this for a while. I know how to get to point A to point B. And you're just like, cool, then you take care of it. I will just come over here and you let me know when you need me because apparently you don't want to talk to me. Right. So very, you can see just by that situation alone, how that could in a in a financial realm how you could easily say that the other spouse trying to understand like what is your perspective here and here's my thought about how we could do things how that might halt the other person who's like whoa i have built this ecosystem of how i have done things and you're kind of messing things up that's not how we do things here and it can be easy to shut down the other person 
And so the act of listening comes in where, and I think if we could rewind that situation, guys, you're getting like free marriage counseling right now. If we could rewind that situation, right? I think what we might've done is had a conversation in the car and been like, okay, now I know how you like to do the groceries. Is this beforehand or is this after? Before we go into the groceries, after we've had this experience, right? So next time we go together. Oh, okay. Next time. Okay. To be like, okay, I know how we'll you do the pre-game groceries. Pre- I know talk. how I do the groceries. I understand that the way that you do it, and this is just, this is truly serious, does have more, like, you're going to have more opportunity for 100% accuracy in terms of your things not getting broken. Even though I've never had an issue with it, it probably is a little bit more disheveled than just like, I just put it on the belt. I understand now why you choose to do the way you do it. I'll make sure that I put the eggs at the end so that it doesn't get squished. Or why don't you just get your own shopping checking account and you can have your own shopping cart. No, because and I'll have my own cart. Togetherness. And we'll just take up more aisle space as we push the carts down. No, I like being with you. Me too. Okay. I like shopping with you. So I would prefer to come up with our own plan together. How about we go get ice cream? Ooh. And that, <laughs> now we're talking. And that can be our treat for having a good like shopping trip. Yeah, I think active listening. That's it. That's how you do it, guys. Active listening is a very sweet in the pot. <laughs> tough concept for some people. They, some people just don't know how to shut up. Like they yeah. hear something they want to speak to and they just can't help it, but they start talking, yeah. you know, and they're, then they are no longer. They hear something that they disagree with and boom, they have to say something about mm-hmm. it. They don't know how to shut up. So I'm going to get all kumbaya on you here for a second. All right. I get that this is cheesy and this is corny, but look, it might help you. Okay. So in education, we have community circles. Something. Is there a talking stick? I'm not going to say talking stick. Is there a talking but, stick? But, okay. But you've got like it's a all talking these. Stick. But <laughs> you've got all these kids in a circle, right? And when you've got like 30 kids in a room, they don't all, they don't know how to all shut up. Okay. So we have to give them something concrete, something physical. And look, your your ADHD husband or wife or whatever, you know what I mean? They might need a little something concrete to hold on to to remind them to shut up. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's like a talking pillow mm-hmm. or a talking stick. I don't know. It sounds corny, but it I sounds like it. so cheesy. But listen, but what people need is something physical that they can see that when I'm holding this, and I know this sounds, guys, I'm. I get it. It sounds stupid. No. But if I'm holding this object, if I'm holding this pillow, it is my freaking turn to talk. Let <laughs> me say my piece. Up. You sit Shut there and listen to what I have to say because you want to speak to every single thing I say. Just let me get the whole thing out first. And when I set this pillow down, that is your physical sign that it is your time to speak. I'm done. I've said my piece. Say what you need to say. Listen, say what you need to say. We've talked about safe place and safe place can be a corny thing, right? The idea of finding a space where there's a word, where there's a phrase that you say to each other and you are, you know, saying what you want and, and you are listening to each other. Like these are things that, yes, we teach children. Do you know why we teach children these things? Because we're trying to help them grow into adults who can have conversations without fighting, without conflict. We're trying to teach them how to solve conflict as an adult, as they grow up. Because if you have a classroom full of kids who don't know how to stop and communicate with each other, you have utter chaos. But then when you don't actually build on those communication skills and you don't have the home life to make sure that you are working on those communication skills, then you have adults who don't know how to listen to another person's perspective, who don't know how to share their own feelings, and it's just chaos. And you've brought that into an adult marriage where now there's money, there's, I mean, houses, there's huge purchases. We're handling millions of dollars, hundreds and thousands of dollars worth of decisions, but we don't know how to communicate. Yeah, there's a lot of elementary adults out there who never graduated fifth grade with their communication. Like, there's a reason why we do that. Maybe, 
I don't know. That's just really interesting to me. So yes, it might sound super elementary. Oh, it is. Because it is. But even the process, listen, we're going way off notes. But we're not. even the process that we talk about with managing our money is elementary. None of what we're talking about is crazy calculus hard. None of what we're talking about is like, oh my gosh, you're going to have to do some crazy amounts of things flipping over backwards. It's not. It's super easy. It's about, it's, I shouldn't say easy. It's simple. But the actual putting it into practice, talking about it, the, these basic fundamental elementary skills are what's necessary for you to make it work. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of grown elementary kids out there that just never learned how to communicate. And that is, that's the reason why we have so much tension and animosity. I agree. Grown people who never graduated fifth grade, who never went through communication skills. So please make sure you give your spouse the chance to express their thoughts and concerns about their financial decisions. All right. Listen attentively, validate their mm -hmm. feelings, do that. And you're going to start building trust and creating that foundation. So elementary. It's so elementary. You know the golden rule, like treat others the way you'd want to be treated? Yes. That's really all we're talking about here. That's it? Th that's it, guys. It's... Okay. You've established a safe place. You're communicating openly. You're validating each other's feelings and what each other is saying, right? You're not being judgmental. You're not being, you know, you're not shutting people down. All right. You're doing that. You're doing the thing. Yes. Good job. Good job. <laughs> that is one, you know... What do we say? One, it's not like a cure-all. It's just one. one. One piece of the puzzle. One piece. One piece. One suggestion. One suggestion we're giving to you. That could work. Yes. Right? Focus on shared goals. I like to tell my clients this. This is important because mm -hmm. this goes, this is like the next step. Like you're starting to like communicate. So what are we talking about? What are we communicating? We're talking about finances, but talk about the goals, right? Identify shared financial goals that you both can work towards. Did I just say both with an F? I think you did, but I understood what you meant. With <laughs> both, both identified of shared financial both. goals that both, that's my uh, Baltimore. My Baltimore. My B-more, Baltimore accent coming through. But I don't say like Warsh and I don't say Warder, but I do have both, both of that them. area accent. <laughs> Identify shared financial goals that both of you can work towards, mm -hmm. right? Discuss how budgeting can help you achieve those goals mm -hmm. more effectively and how it can benefit both of you in the long run. High five. I have, I have an opinion. I always have an opinion. Um, so this is something that I tell my clients to do often. Many times when I'm working with my, again, just to reiterate for anyone who's new here, I work with female entrepreneurs who are successful making multi six figures, but they're like, what the heck? Where's my money? I don't even know how am I making this much money and I have no idea where it's going and we work in their home and their business finances a lot of times when it works when we are talking about their home finances their spouse is also a part of that conversation their spouse sometimes loves me or hates me <laughs> it's one of the two uh, most of the time it's hate for a little bit uh, then they love me I was gonna say but then they learn <laughs> then to they love, love me <laughs> because I'm uh, change is scary and anyway so a lot of times what I tell my uh, female entrepreneurs that they're trying to have the conversation with their spouse I literally just talked to a client about this I told her I said hey to talk to your spouse and she's like he's not really a go-getter he's not really the person who's gonna be like let's talk about money he kind of just like lets us kind of do our own thing and I want us to be together because I know that's gonna get us to our desired goal even faster and I was like bingo start with if you're trying to start creating the conversation start with your shared goal so they have a daughter that they are so in love with start there you both share a passion about your kid you want your kid to do well you want your kid to go to all the summer camps you want your kid to do to the private schools whatever it happens to be you can talk about your daughter and the goals you want for your daughter all day long and you both can be passionate about it so start with saying hey I think it would be awesome for us because I don't want us to ever worry about whether she has enough for x y and z can we start a joint account that's just about her her daycare and her you know, summer uh, vacation and her clothing. So they agreed on that. 
ecstatically, they started bringing money, putting it towards there. And then the conversation, right, from that shared goal of, man, we really want our daughter to be uh, successful. Can we put this together? Then it went to, hey, you know, our house bills and all that stuff, like, can we just put them in there too? Like, can we just create another one that's just for like our, our bills? It doesn't make sense that I'm paying them here and you're paying them here and then we have no idea what's going on. Like, let's just put it in one place. And then they found out how much their bills were for the house at one time. Then they have a joint account there. And now they're on a trip right now. And it was interesting because they did they did decide to go halvesies on it where he paid half, she paid half for the for the trip. But she said you know what? I felt like it was more that we were on the same page this time as opposed to um, where it was like, I'm depending on you to bring in this money and you're depending on me. Like he knew what was going on with my finances. I knew what was going on in his, his finances and it wasn't a competition. It was just like, oh yeah, I got that. Oh yeah, I got that. And it wasn't weird. And that's never happened before. It started because we focused on shared goals. So that's a really great tip for someone who's trying to figure out how to start the conversation. Start in a place where you both have shared values and shared passions. So this is, I'm kind of jumping ahead here, talking about our affluent archive, but it's okay to be stubborn about your goals. Oh yeah. You don't want to give up. You don't want to change direction. You want to be stubborn about your goals, but don't be stubborn about how you get to them, mm-hmm. right? Your, the methods that you use to get there. Our goals for this year, just so that we give like a real life example as well from ourselves, our goals this year were to buy a minivan, to get this house on the market, to rent, and to go on a really awesome vacation, right? That our girls will love. And when you have those goals and we're stubborn about them and we wanna see them come to fruition, right? We're able to work together for that common goal and do hard things, mm-hmm. right? We've made sacrifices this mm-hmm. already this year, right? Early this year, one of our cars went kaput and yep. we decided to make a hard decision and said, you know what? It's We're going to be yeah. a one vehicle family until we get this next That was vehicle. a big sacrifice. So we went to one car and we did that for six months. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of waking up early on your part and doing one and a half hour commutes to drop everybody off and get back home and then do your job and then pick us all back up, right? You made a sacrifice. I made a sacrifice, right? I had to cut hobbies. Mm -hmm. So I was no longer doing basketball on Fridays, bowling on Tuesdays, which did save us money, did save us gas, right? We saved on insurance. insurance. There's a lot of sacrifices that we made that also, also allowed us to have savings, right? We made sacrifices when I couldn't get my side job with the county. I decided to create this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So that we could have an additional income. So when you have that common goal, right? Everything that we did this year, when things didn't go our way, we were stubborn about the goal. We wanted to see the goal happen no matter what. We weren't going to give up on the goal. There's nothing mm-hmm. that could sway us from that. But we weren't stubborn in our methods. When things right. didn't go the way we expected, all right, we didn't just say, well, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and hopefully it works next time. Right. Right. <laughs> We changed our methods, we switched it up, and we found ways to create income, we found ways to sacrifice so that we could get to those goals. Mm -hmm. So I think, yes, I think it's important to focus on those shared goals, right? Use their stubbornness to your advantage. Mm -hmm. Because if you can get their stubbornness on your side, Mm -hmm. and you're both working towards the same things, hopefully it works to your advantage, to their advantage, because you're both going to get to that goal. Yep when things don't go the way they want it to, they're going to make it happen somehow, some way mm-hmm. to get you to that goal. Exactly. Um, I mean, there's, I have, that was just one example, but I have so many examples of like, oh, the one thing that we got in common is that we want to go to this trip every single year. Um, so he's willing to put an additional $200 towards our vacation fund. I had another client who just went on their first like family vacation in years Um to a very fancy hotel and they were able to pay for it in cash. And he was totally fine with that because he wanted that experience because that's something that he wanted his money to do. Um, And so whatever it happens to be, you know, get them on that shared goal and get excited about it. 
make it so clear, make it plain, put it on a wall, put it on a mirror, put it on the fridge, put it somewhere so that it's consistently something you talk about. When you start obsessing, and I mean that in a very like good way, not the bad obsess, but when you start obsessing over this goal, you will do whatever it takes to get to desired goal. I'll pick up an extra shift. I'll do this. I'll do this, you know, to get to that desired goal. So explore those motivations that help your spouse get excited about certain things that are like, oh yeah, like that is something I truly want, right? Um, I tell some of my clients who are already excited about their money and money management, but they want to get their spouse on board. I'm like, it's time for you to take a back seat for a hot second. Ask them what do they truly desire and get on board with that. Get super excited about that. Keep encouraging that because then you get them on board and now they're excited to look at their finances because they're excited to see how close they're getting to their goals. And then you just keep going from there. Now you have something new that you can add in. Um, so you really need to, it's it's a very psychological game, <laughs> but it's how it's what it's the same thing with weight loss. It's the same thing with going to the gym. It's the same thing with right. like hyping yourself up to whatever it is that you're choosing to do. It's the same exact thing. Be careful when you're sharing your goals and you start getting getting into the point where you're like, okay, this is our goal. Now, how are we going to get there? Be careful that you don't begin an interrogation process where you start pointing out every single thing that your partner is doing. Mm-hmm. and how that is derailing you guys uh, from the yeah, goal, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You mm-hmm. need to make sure, because mm-hmm. it is important to bring things up. I'm not saying don't talk about it, but what I'm saying is gentle, like Be emphasis careful. on mm-hmm. the word gentle. Gentle questioning can help your partner see the potential, the potential benefits of change, right? You want to help them reflect on their long-term goals, their aspirations, and then just consider them you know, encourage them to consider how their current behavior aligns. Can, I'll give a with good those example. Goals. I'll get. A, I'll give a good example for that too. It's like the when you're talking gentle questioning. Gentle questioning. It's like the idea of saying to them, again, they're your teammate. They're your best friend, right? And so, if you are, I even give you even better when your child. And I'm not saying that your spouse is your child. Please understand. I'm just giving a different example. I am a man child. (laughs) When your child um, goes to a hot stove and you say, no, 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 right? They go to the hot stove and they burn themselves or they do something where they trip and fall over something that was very obviously in front of them. Then what do you do? Do you yell at them, berate them and go, how dare you? You're such, how stupid are you? Like you wouldn't do that to your child, right? You'd lift them up and you go, hmm what did we notice here? Like, what happened? Can you tell me what happened? Okay, well, what do you think we could do next time? You notice like the the, the conversation we use a lot of times with our kids is what could we do as if you did it? You didn't do anything, <laughs> it was them. But because you're trying to help them understand that it's okay that you made this little bit of a mistake, you know what? I wanna help you understand how to do better next time. Next time, be more careful when you go around the rock, right? Or when you go around the obstacle or you go closer to the stove. Same thing with your spouse. Again, all this is very elementary. You're going to talk to your spouse and you're going to say, hey, we're a team. We want to reach desired goal. Oh, we wanted to do $500 towards this, but we were only able to do 200 this time. Hmm. Why did that happen? Let's look, right? And this is why I love spreadsheets, which goes back to my thing, right? Because you can look at the data. The data does not lie. Then you are not the bad guy. They are not the bad guy. The data is the bad guy. And you can look at the data and go, it's not lying, right? I did go to Target a lot. You know what? That's something I can do better this month, right? Find something that you can do better. Oh, you did go bowling every week. Oh, yeah. So, you yeah. know, I could cut back, or I could went to bowling every week. I could cut that back. So, you know, if you cut back a little on the target and I cut back a little bit on the bowling. We get, that could recoup that additional 300 that we lost, right? Bet. Now we're a team. We're going forward. We're doing better. Hey, hey, guys, this is Kim Graham, co-host of the Affluent Marriage Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed your episode so far. And I know that you're like, wait, hold on, there's more here. And there is. It's in the next episode. <laughs> we hope that you guys are going to join us over there. And in the meantime, if you're waiting, join us on Instagram at the Affluent Marriage Pod because we'd love to connect with you, converse with you. We want you guys to message us, see how you're doing and how you're enjoying the podcast. We want to hear all of those things. And we cannot wait to help you live in love and walk in wealth in the next episode. See you guys soon.